Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. And I'm joined as always by my co-host, Marcus. Happy draft day. Yep. Yep. And it seems like they clearly don't give a shit anymore about the draft. Not only not only did Raw completely get shafted mm. and do the picks not make any sense for the most part. But they've stopped announcing who's in the pools. Um, they have stopped making it look like an actual process. Instead, we just get there's pools, and here's who's being drafted. Because uh, last yeah. year they told us who's in the draft or who's in the yeah, pool. No. I completely forgot about the pools until you brought it up today. Yeah. And that was when I was like, oh. Um, yeah, Raw got shafted completely. Yeah. New Day got split up again. And it's so stupid. It, it really is. It, it is so stupid. Um, Especially hot on the heels of Biggie being like, I am happy to be back with, like, my boys. Yeah. And like, I, I want I want to see the order here with the with the uh, with the picks. Who was the first tag team? Okay, RK Bro. RK Bro got picked first by Raw, which makes sense. They would pick the right. champions. Now, if you're SmackDown, how do you look at the New Day? And say, yes, they are a tag team that I want to pick for my, for my side. And not your champion? Well, the, the Usos aren't part of the, this pool. Um, but, uh, like, over Hit Row... If you're looking at how this past year has been for each of these tag teams, the Mysterios. Okay, so you pick the New Day over the Mysterios. Now I get the Mysterios. The Dominic is is uh, not. He's not too. Like, he's still green, pretty much. He's good, mm -hmm. but the Mysterios feel like they've accomplished more than the New Day this year. You know. I get that. Um, and let's see, who did they pick over the New Day? They picked Drew McIntyre over the New Day. They picked uh, Charlotte Flair. Oh wait, so let's 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 scold Raw right now. Raw, okay. who split up the New Day. By not picking them. They picked Bianca over the New Day, which that's understandable. Um, and they picked RK Bro over the New Day. Which mm -hmm. is that's understandable. But they fucked themselves. They fucked themselves. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems it doesn't seem like a logical move in any way whatsoever to split up the New Day, especially since we know this is just gonna come down to 
um, trading the Usos for the New Day. I... Yeah, I, that's how I see it going. But in the meantime, it's just like one of those things where it's like, like when you're writing like a TV show or something, and you very, very, very obviously intentionally fuck shit up just so you can have shit get fixed. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, well, wait, if we didn't do this one thing, we never would have had this problem to begin with. And that's what I see happening here, and I hate it. And why are they even split up? I mean, I guess now, this year, they're split up for a reason. Because Biggie's technically a single star now. Um, but he's still part of the New Day. He still wears New Day gear. For the... For the um, I don't know if a draft happened while Kofi was champion. Was Was he part of the New Day when he was champion? Like, was he drafted separately? Or were they put together in one pick? That's something I, I would like to know, and I don't want to look it up right now. Um, but we'll go over the, the specific picks once we talk about the episode and the recap. Um, Liz, do we have news? Oh boy, do we have news. I'm going to hustle through it just a little bit. Um, but it doesn't matter because I, none of the matches were of any significant length. So I think the news section is going to be rightfully a little bit longer. That's a joke, but not really. Um, all right, let me pull the news up too. So let's start with some non AW, non WWE news, which is not much. Um, Impact announced a new title. Um, it's called the Impact Digital Media Championship. Um, with the idea apparently being to focus on its digital platforms, like right. Impact Plus on YouTube. It's going to be fought over in matches for it are going to happen on social media and on Impact Plus, which is their subscription program. Which is basically what they should have turned the 24-7 title into. Yep. Um, and then I guess this is technically non WWE news just because I haven't seen Tony with my own two eyes in a while. Um I know she had a match, but um Juice Robinson and Tony Storm got engaged. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Congratulations. Seems like such an intense couple. Yeah, very very much so. Um All right, so I guess ah, this isn't something I wanted to have to talk about, but Mark brought it to my attention. Um, Stallion Rogers, who was formerly Kurt Stallion, uh, was on a podcast where he where he specifically stated he made transphobic remarks i don't think we need to quote those remarks right now i'm not going to okay that's why i said remarks um and then 
Uh, and there are audio clips to go along with this, so you can hear him say it, if you want to. Which I don't think many people would. But, one way or the other. Um, he also admitted to doing whatever it was that his, that, um, son. Uh-oh. Uh, Liz, you, you froze. Uh, I can still hear her going. Hold on, she'll find out eventually that she froze. I think she just found out. <laughs> you hear her in the other room say, oh no. <laughs> uh, I think she disconnected from the internet. Did the internet go out? No, it didn't. Stream's still up. I'm still connected on Wi-Fi. Oh, there we go. Now she's gone. <sighs> Welcome back. So the Wi-Fi I was on went out entirely. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Um, where you where you cut off was you. Um, had just started mentioning his uh, what happened and what what he admitted to happened. Yeah. Um. So basically, somebody I guess accused him during speaking out, and he said, "Yeah, I did that." Um. On the same podcast. Um. If you don't believe the spoken word of me, you can go to um a Twitter called. At daughter of ogre, which is D A U G H T E R O F O G R E. Um, I have the clips of the podcast. It's not great. Yeah, it's all it's clips. It's a fucked up thing to also just like be like, yeah, hey, you know, I did this. And and he he said that uh, she was butt hurt because he unfollowed her. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's something really fun to hear. Yeah, especially like when you liked the person. But either way. Mm -hmm. um, so that's fucked. But on to some AEW news, yeah. Lighten the mood a little bit. Um, actually, yeah, act for real lightening the mood. I guess. Um... So, there is now going to be, um, it was announced by um, friends and family of John Huber that there is going to be a John Huber Legacy Foundation. Um, and according to WrestleTalk, the foundation will support groups of creative individuals with skills, connections, and direct funding to help the individuals pursue their dreams and provide for their families. Um, the whole... Uh, release about this um yeah it's just a very sweet thing and it seems like it's a very needed thing as well mm -hmm. so um yeah um don't think of okay so everything else is wwe um let's talk about something funny uh shane mcmahon <laughs> Shane McMahon is 
apparently fightful, I guess, um, inquired with WWE about what was going on with Shane McMahon as far as his place in the company. Um, and they were originally told that he is no longer with the company. However, now remember, it's Vince's son, still a WWE talent and under a deal. Yeah, so it's news in that there's kind of no news because we still don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm sorry, it's just the idea that he is, this is his little, literal father's company. He's, he's a talent in it. Mm-hmm. God bless. Um... Man's still watching Raw Underground, okay? Let's be honest. <laughs> in the go-go dancers. They're just sitting down there. Um also Queen of the Ring, as we saw, has a new name. Um, that is going to be Queen's Crown Tournament, which I made fun of it, but it actually has a nice air to it. Yeah. Um also the WWE announced that they have a new hire. Um, her name is Jackie Redmond. She is going to be the new co-host of Raw Talk and Talking Smack. Um, primarily because I think Kayla Braxton cannot do all of it. Fair. Which is, yeah, understandable. Um, I guess she... Apparently, she currently serves as a host and reporter covering hockey for the NHL Network and Turner Sports. So I guess she is leaving that life and moving into WWE. Um, also, so for the last two pieces of the news, apparently the WWE are in love with Joe Gacy. Of course they are. Some would apparently, say, some would say Vince sees himself in him. Apparently they are very happy with his gimmick. Um, it was apparently the whole reason that they took down all of men all mentions of him on their social media was because the New York Post and Fox News were commenting on it. So they said, oh, no. It got real. Um, I don't know. Just so upset about this. Um, and the last piece of news, which I think is very interesting news, actually, is um, WWE is having a problem selling tickets for Survivor Series. Um, apparently, at this time, they have only sold about six thousand eight hundred and thirty-five tickets. Only 4,700 are from paying fans, and 2,107 of those were bought by secondary market brokers looking to resell. Hmm. Yeah. So, that's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen there. Autumn Wind West, thank you for the follow. Okay. Um, I, I, I heard something about how Barclays Center isn't uh, a reason things look weird with that is because they're not I mean things might be different now with with how many people have gotten tickets but they're not selling seats through SeatGeek 
and they're not showing those numbers on SeatGeek, so it looks a lot emptier. Um, they're only, I think they have an exclusive deal with Ticketmaster. Um, so to get a real idea of, of what the seats look like, you'd have to go to Ticketmaster. Um, but uh, I, I did hear that uh, it's not very full, <laughs> to put it lightly. I don't know what they're going to do, because, I mean, they're not going to have a show with a fraction of the number of people. Yeah. And it's it's just weird to me, because, like, shows haven't been having problems selling out in New York. You know, obviously, because Grand Slam happened, and that was massive. Yeah. Um. So, and Survivor Series is a pretty big deal, as far as the pay-per-view is concerned. It's like, I don't know why that's happening. Mm -hmm. I do don't want to go to Brooklyn, but I don't know. That's the news. What? One of these days. What do you mean one of these days? Oh. <laughs> Sign. Hmm. Um, yeah. Alright, so let's get into today's matches and promos, our recap. Um, also, somebody made a very handy um, graphic for all the drafts that happened today. And I'll definitely be referencing that. Um, alright, so. Um, we start off, Sony and Pierce come out for draft round one. And... They're, they're doing it differently from how they did last year. Last year, it was for every two picks that SmackDown got, Raw got three. Which makes sense. Raw has the more right. blown-out roster, um, and they have to cover a, another division, the 24-7 division, fill out main event, and all that stuff. I wonder if some of that is changing now. If they're doing away with main event... Or they're doing away with the 24-7 title. Maybe sending um, anyone who doesn't make the cut to uh, NXT? I don't know. I, I, don't, mm -hmm. I can't really get a vibe of what the plan is. Because it, it's, it just feels too weird. Um, but, so the picks in the first round are... Pick number one, Roman Reigns stays on SmackDown. Um, and I don't know why SmackDown got the first pick. They should really, like, if it's if it's even 2-2 two, two picks per round, they should show, like, them trying to decide who gets the first pick. They used to have, like, a match to decide which brand would get the first pick. We got none of that this time. Um, so then, staying on Raw... Is he WWE Champion, Big E? Uh, moving to SmackDown, though, we got our first transfer of the night. Uh, the Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. And then moving to Raw, uh, Bianca Belair from SmackDown. Uh, two pretty shocking um, uh, draft picks. I, I don't know why you would go with Bianca over Becky. Like, that makes no sense. Or why you would go well, Charlotte over Becky. She wasn't in the pool. 
Oh, yeah, duh. I know, that's that's the thing, too. But that... Okay, wait, let me try to talk. <laughs> that's the thing, is that, like... Because I wasn't reminded of the pools this, this year, mm -hmm. I completely forgot about them. Yeah. So it's like, I had no... I, that's why I was, like, sitting there and I was like, I feel like there's a rhyme or reason to this, but I'm not getting it. Like... I, okay, I I get Bianca is a huge talent. She is, and I, I know that. But you pick Bianca Belair over Edge, your own Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, I, I'm not going to say Jeff Hardy because at this point I feel like he's not a step above Bianca, but you, you pick Bianca over Edge edge over rk bro your champions okay okay and and smackdown picks charlotte flair over edge why i feel like edge should be higher than a round two pick he's fucking edge yeah, but he's not a title holder. Yeah, but I I feel like that that doesn't matter when you're Edge. I don't know. But I feel like the the first round because it's kind of the mixed round. I think that's like when when you get your top guys, your champions. Yeah. So I guess that's why Edge wasn't part of that because he's not a champion. But Bianca. I guess I guess they are banking on the fact, uh, on the hope that Bianca beats Becky at Crown Jewel. I mean, that could be the logic behind it. Yeah, could be. Um. Also, don't know what that means for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I feel like they're more liberal with that with the women's titles uh, on different brands because it allows for double champions. Like Becky's been talking about, maybe Charlotte will be a double champion, maybe Becky will be a double champion. Who knows? Um, maybe Bianca will get the title, and then they do a little swap ski like they did with the tag titles last year. Mm -hmm. um, so then Roman Reigns comes out, and he says, As the back of the shirt says, We the ones. I'm number one. Acknowledge me. Paul Heyman says, like a shark that circles the island of relevancy, the shark only looking forward. What this shark looks forward to is Crown Jewel, which will not be held in Suplex City because that beast will come up against the Suplexer cyst. Roman Reigns will remain your universal heavyweight champion, and he will smash at Crown Jewel Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar then comes out. Um, they have a little face-to-face -face in the ring. Roman punches Brock, but Brock fights back, and uh, the Usos come in. He fends them off, though. Roman exits. Brock gives an F5 to Jimmy. Uh, Roman sees he's going for Jay. He says... Don't touch Jay. Don't touch Jay. He gives an F5 to Jay. And that's that. Then we get an interview with Charlotte Flair. She says, Journalism 101, 
Shouldn't you congratulate me for being the first overall draft pick of the women's division? Uh, and that's really anything of note that she says. Uh, and then we get Kevin Owens versus Happy Corbin. Oh boy. And uh, we've got a new, a new friend. Yes, Mad, Mad Cap Moss. What the fuck does that What kind of goofy ass name is that? Mad All I can Cat think of is like Moss. it's like those like jokes about like British people where it's like oh the mad bastard like that's all I can think of in my head. I just I just think the Mad Hatter, but Mad Capper. Like maybe Mad Cap. What what is a Mad Cap? Like what the fuck is a Mad Cap? Okay. I, just make his name Moss. Keep Riddick. I maybe. I understand not wanting to keep Riddick Moss because Riddick is already a property that exists. But why not just make it Moss? Moss is a cool name. Madcap means marked by capriciousness, recklessness, or foolishness. See, not everyone's going to get that, though. <laughs> They're going to have everyone Google what fucking Madcap means. Yeah, but Mark, we learned a new word today. Isn't that what it's all about? I miss AJ Styles being the one to teach me new words. Like cap. Remember? <laughs> yes, I do remember. <laughs> oh, God. Alright, so, yeah. We've Mad Cat Moss. This should have been Mad Cat Moss versus Kevin Owens. That would have made a lot more sense. Than just straight up Corbin versus Owens again. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kevin drops Corbin, he rolls right into the ground, um, sorry, let me try that one more time. Kevin drops Corbin, um, rolls right down into the ground and pound, sends Corbin into the corner and then stomps on him. Uh, he clotheslines Corbin from the ring, gets him back in, and then, uh, stands on the apron. And he gets his little leggy swept out from under him by Mr. Mad Cat Moss. Um, back in the ring, it looks like we went to commercial break and we come back. Last we saw, Kevin was like kind of like grasping at his knee, like, oh, fuck, like, I'm injured now. Um, and when we came back from commercial, Corbin was like on top of Kevin in the sense that like he was kind of controlling the match. And then Kevin just out of nowhere gets a boot under the chin to Corbin. It's a step of Insigiri. Um, hits Corbin with a tornado DDT after a boot to the face in the corner. Um, that doesn't quite matter. That offense is ended by a deep six to Owens. Um, Corbin does his little fast Corbin shtick right into a super kick and a second super kick. Uh, and then Kevin cannonballs on Corbin. So it's like ass to head to turnbuckle. Didn't look very fun. Um, Owens then goes up top, and Corbin smartly rolls out of the ring. Uh, Kevin Kevin follows him, only for Mr. Mad Cat Moss to kind of like, like fucking swipe or the fox or whatever, just like, woo, hey. And so Kevin kind of like lunges at him, and Mad Cat Moss is like, oh no, don't touch me. <laughs> um, but this distracts Kevin long enough for Corbin to gather himself, uh, hit Kevin Owens with an end of days, which Pat tried to call happy days, and I said, we're not doing that. 
We're not doing that today. That's not right now. Not a good um, name. No. Um, and then we get back in the ring, and there's another end of days for Corbin to win. Yes, 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 yes. Um, this whole happy Corbin stuff is getting so old. I don't like it anymore. I, I wish he was down on his luck, Corbin. Mm-hmm. Or just make him fucking normal. All right, so then we get draft round two. Um, so SmackDown picks Drew McIntyre. Y'all saw that coming, um, but that's a really good pick. That's gonna be awesome. Um, Raw picks RK Bro. That's expected. Um, SmackDown picks the New Day. Why? <laughs> Just fucking why? Because we gotta make the mess before we can clean it up. Yep. 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 Why why not just make them part of the pool tomorrow? No. <sighs> All right. So um then we had a uh, raw picked edge. Should have happened earlier. Should've happened earlier. Um All right. So then uh, also I I guess some of these picks actually do make a lot of sense because uh, SmackDown picking Drew in in story makes a lot of sense if he's challenging for the WWE Championship because they might have a lot of faith in Drew to win. That way they'd have both titles. Um, so some of this stuff doesn't sound too illogical. Yeah. Um, so then we had an interview with Drew McIntyre. He says, I'm excited. My wheels are turning. I'm proud of everything I was able to achieve on Raw. I started on SmackDown a while ago. I was so young and immature. Things didn't work out. I always felt like it's unfinished business. SmackDown has been waiting for someone to come and flip the table on them. Universal Championship. Points the sword at the camera. Um, then Edge comes out. He says, earlier today, I was thinking that I am the only talent here that was actually on the first episode of SmackDown. SmackDown has always felt like my home. I was just drafted to Raw. It's a challenge. It means new opponents. Which brings me to Seth. He hit his stomp on me three weeks ago. Every week since, he has come, up, come out and challenged me to a match. He knows I'm not 100%. He knows if I accept... He walks in with an advantage. I'm on my way to 100%. You keep saying you want me to admit you're better than me, but I am. Uh, I am out of here. I am out here. So come out and extract those words from my face. Seth Rollins says, "I gotta admit, I'm impressed. You said you'll, you'd be here, and there you are in the ring. You're not saying the things I need you to say. You're not announcing your retirement." Or saying that I'm better than you and not Edge Light. You said you're going to be at SmackDown. I tend not to believe you. Uh, believe a single word that comes out of your mouth ever. You're a liar. I'm not. I'm an honest man. 
The big problem is I'm not at SmackDown. I am, in fact, at your house. <laughs> ah, damn it, Seth. So Edge sprints out of the ring, thinking he can run all the way to Canada. Um, then Seth knocks on the door, but it turns out it's unlocked. And he said, Edge, I know you live in the middle of nowhere, but come on, still lock your door. Um, he shouts, Uncle Seth is here. <laughs> I am starving. He takes an apple and orange juice from a fridge. Uh, and he's just, he's just roaming around. Like he's, uh, as, as Milan put on Twitter, he's just Goldilocksing the place. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not doing anything. He's, he's just living there. <laughs> and my favorite thing is we don't return to this. We don't come back to fucking Edge's house to see where, what Seth's doing. He's still there. He's going to be there for another week. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, God. Uh, and then I guess we had Carmella versus Liv Morgan. This was fucking weird. Uh, is that the word you would use? You want me to talk about this? I, it may as well have been a promo. So, they're, they're announced to be having a match. Liv gets in the ring after Carmella's already there. And, and she hits her. I forget what she hit her with. Um... And Carmella rolls out of the ring and says, no, 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 no. If you're going to hit me, if you're going to hit me, you can't ruin my face. And so she puts on, she, she gets two women to put something on her face. It is the ugliest mask I have ever seen somebody wear that is not meant to be ugly. This is that was it was horrifying. This is Dude, uglier like, than a cane mask. I just yeah, I don't get it. Um, it's like a protective face shield, and but to, the thing is, she gets in the ring. I think she attacks Liv again. Her music plays, and that's it. Like, no um, finish. Also, the other thing about that mask was, like, it looked like it was silicon. Kinda, silicone. yeah. That's why I was like, I don't understand how this is, like, pr protecting you. I'm looking at it right now. It's see-through. Like, you can see her skin through it. So it's, it's at the very least, plastic. Yeah, I didn't understand that, and I felt frustrated that I like it was such a small detail that I was like, "What the fuck?" Out. Yeah. Because I kind of thought like, "Oh God, we're gonna have, you know, all three brands have their broken nose face mask moment," but no. Carmella already had one though. She already had her broken face moment. But she never wore the mask. She she wore it for one episode. Oh really? Yeah, it was like one one single time she wore it, um, and then and then never again. Um, everyone's trying to trying to bank on Seamus. Poor Seamus, and also Seamus is not going to be part of the draft this year because Seamus had to get surgery on his second broken nose. Is it third broken nose by now? 
Nope, second. Only oh. second. Okay. Could be worse. Could be third. So then we get the third round of the draft. Um, this one is, is, is a bit better in terms of logic. So, uh, drafted to SmackDown, or to stay on SmackDown, rather, is Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. Um, then drafted to Raw is Rhea and Nick, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, which this kind of annoyed me. Not for any good reason, but this this is just stupid logic. It's a cop out. It's a cop out because they're champions, but a they are champions that because they have the championship, they can go on any brand they want. They serve both brands. And you B, guys haven't made enough female tag teams for them to not have to do that. And B, well, it, it's either it's either they are stupid and don't know that they can switch brands. Or B, they have no faith in them as champions, and they think they're going to lose it soon in some kind of long-term investment. But if it's that, if they have no faith in them to hold the title, why would they pick them? You want an answer? Because I'm not going to be able to give you one. Why would you pick them over the Mysterios, over Jeff Hardy, over Naomi... Over Keith Lee. I don't. I, I want to tell you an answer. I really do. I want to give you like a good answer, but I can't. I, I feel like the, the women's tag champ should be the only person that is exempt from the draft. Or they should make a note of it when. Like it, it comes when it happens. Like the commentary should say something about it. Um, so then SmackDown picks Hit Row, the first call up in the draft, which is cool. It's awesome. Good for Hit yeah. Row. Um, Not at all what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Swerve is going to lose that North American title, I guess, to Santos very soon. Um, and then finally Raw picks, uh, Keith Bearcat Lee. Three, three out of those four are, are decent picks. All right. So then we have the New Day in the Street Profits versus Dirty Dogs in Alpha Academy, an eight-man tag match. Although this was an eight-man tag match, it was still pretty fun. It was fun. It was not fun to take notes on. I bet. Um, so we start with all eight men in the ring, just kind of like not not fighting, not really doing anything, just kind of milling about. Um, so Kofi and Dolph start for their sides. Dolph goes for Kofi's leg, but Kofi manages to get free pretty quickly. We get a waist lock on Kofi um, and then a spinning elbow to Dolph from Kofi. Xavier gets in, he's legal, hits the double axe handles onto Dolph's arm, gets Montez in. Um, he is brought into a knee uh, by Dolph. This gets Chad Gable in. Uh, he gets an arm submission on Montez and it, like does like this weird little corkscrew roll-up type of deal where it's like hooks his legs around Montez's legs and like rolls him down. I can't describe it well, but it was in the corner. 
So I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> um, then uh, Montez then goes to leapfrog over Gable once they're back up, um, but he gets caught and spiked into the ground, gets thrown into an ankle lock. He manages to turn himself over and kick Chad away and throws him backwards with a big back body drop. Um, he takes Rude and Ziggler off the apron. He hits an Enziguri to Otis. Um, this wasn't his best move because um, it ends in Chad kicking him right in the ribs. Um, Chad ends up getting thrown from the ring, though. Uh, Montez goes out to the apron um, after him. He hits a PK to the face of Otis and then attempts a crossbody. He's caught by Otis and then dropped ribs first into the apron. And then thrown into the barricade. <sighs> Pardon me. Um, Montez ends up you know, surviving. He gets back to the apron, hits some shoulders through the ropes to Gable's midsection. He goes over the top rope and right into... They were calling it a bridge, but it basically just looked like, a, for lack of a better word, a pop-up Northern Lights suplex. It was so weird and so cool. Yeah. It, Especially it, to watch it back in slow-mo. Chad, Chad has some really great moments. Yeah, I mean, this is, I, this is both thanks to Chad and Montez. Yeah. Um, so, Dolph gets in. He is smacked across the face by Montez. It's a step up and security to Dolph. This gets Dawkins in. He's clotheslining Dolph. Uh, Rude comes in. He clotheslines him. It's a spine buster onto Ziggler. Um, gets an exploder onto Gable, who has come in, and then a spinning neckbreaker to Rude, who is still in the ring. Um, Otis then attacks Xavier Woods, who's come in to help with the interfering other team. Um, Dawkins then loads Otis out of the ring. Montez flies onto Otis. Um over the ropes. He gets super kicked by Dolph, who's now ringside as well. Then Kofi nearly eats shit running and jumping off the stairs, but he does that right onto Dolph. He, he tr- it looked like he tripped on um, Xavier's trombone. Oh! Yeah, because I saw that move when he, when he made his uh, little trip up. Okay. Um, however, as all of this is happening, you kind of think like, oh man, the other, like, the the faces are all doing like really well in terms of like this rockets outside of the ring. I bet we're going to go back to the ring and Dawkins is going to like have taken all that energy and brought it into defeating Robert Roode. That's not what happens. There's a spinebuster to Dawkins right off the bat. The moment we get back in the ring, I was like, where did the momentum go? Anyways, what do I know? Um, Kofi, however, gets in off of that. Xavier gets in off of Kofi. Uh, they hit the tandem offense of a backbreaker and a double stomp from Xavier onto what looked like it was almost the head of Rude. But mm-hmm. no, um, I, yeah, it, it, I, I, it like barely, maybe not even grazed his head. It was like a very glancing little blow, but I watching it, I was like, oh, God, OK. Ugh. Um, but this gets Xavier the pin for his team to win. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then we have the final round of the draft for today. 
I'm excited for tomorrow uh, for Monday's draft because that's when the real numbers come in, the surprises and the the call-ups. Um, so SmackDown picks Naomi and Sonya made a point to say that she didn't make this pick. Um, I I just want to know like why like I. It's I, I've been enjoying their kind of back and forth, but I just want to know why Sonya despises Naomi. It's very random. Like her, her saying that she's dropped the ball is not enough. That that yeah. one throwaway line is not enough. Like we also have watched Naomi, and that's not the case. Yeah, last. Last time that I think we saw Naomi in the ring, did she not win a tag title contenders match? Was that not one of like the something last times we like saw that. her in the ring? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, but like, if there's if if you are getting mad at somebody for dropping the ball in kayfabe, be mad at like Dolph Ziggler. Be mad at like Dolphin Rude. Be mad at fucking Jeff Hardy. Like the the consistency is not there, is what I'm saying. Um they they gotta say something. They got they gotta give a little more, give a little more reason, a little more motivation. Um so then Raw picks the Mysterios. That'll be interesting. That'll be very interesting. Uh SmackDown picks Jeff Hardy. Really good pick. Um, and then finally, Raw picks Austin Theory, the second and final call-up of today. Um, wish, I wish he was staying on NXT because he would he would fit perfectly there. Um, or I wish he was on SmackDown because I feel like they'd be able to utilize his comedy chops better on SmackDown than on Raw. But who knows? With Raw getting a little better, maybe they'll uh, give him that same character. Who knows? Mm. Maybe they'll call him, like, Austin Arm and Hammer. You know, another dumb name. I think they'll probably keep Theory. I think that's, I think they like that a lot. It's a cool name. Um, all right, so then we had an interview with Jeff Hardy, but before it can really start, Brock Lesnar walks in, he takes the mic, he says, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank my good friend, Paul Heyman. Because of him, Brock Lesnar is a free agent, all because of Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar gets to do whatever Brock Lesnar wants to do. I feel like that's not what being a free agent means. I feel like you're still in the pool on Monday. Um, then we get a promo from the Bloodline. Roman is sitting there next to the Usos and Paul. Paul looks like he's crying. and He's bawling his eyes out. Um, Roman says, good friend Paul Heyman. Are you good friends with Brock? Are we good friends? 
Paul says, you're my tribal chief. Roman says, if we're good friends, that means you look out for me and my family. Uh, were my cousins drafted to SmackDown tonight? Uh, Paul says, they'll be drafted Monday on Raw. It, it's a negotiation. I, I am the wise man. Roman's like, hear that? He's the wise man. He's my wise. He's our wise man. Uh, you're the wise man when I say you're the wise man. Roman's like begging for his life, right? Or Paul's like begging for his life. Roman says, um, I want you to go to Raw on Monday. I want you to make sure my cousins are drafted to SmackDown. Paul exits. Roman turns to the Usos and he says, I want you to make it very clear that you are to be drafted to SmackDown. You're not have him leave him for dead at Raw. Now I'm excited for Raw. <laughs> uh, so then we get Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. You didn't talk about the uh, promo with Edge on the phone. Oh, that was kind of mixed in with... Uh, um, oh, okay. It was like right after we saw Seth at his house and... Um, He's basically telling Beth not to go home and to call Daniel and Dylan. Were, the, were, the, were those the two people? No, oh, David. it's funny. Yeah, so Sean R. Sapp actually tweeted about this. Um, because that's the real names of Cash and Dax. Oh, really? Cashy and Daxy. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Might also be something that's going to get Edge his ass handed to him, but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> just Pat's like, D David and Daniel, call the police. <laughs> I was like, Pat, you actually have a really good point. <laughs> All right, so then we end the episode on Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Yeehaw, yeehaw. Yeehaw. So, there's double knees to the face. This had a really slow start. Um, there's double knees to the face of Bianca, but she lands on her feet. She shoulder tackles Sasha. Um, she kind of shoves her into the buckle um, once and twice. Miriam just said, well, when in North Carolina, gotta, gotta call the big guns. <laughs> There's no police down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, if you know a guy, that's the guy. <laughs> um, so... She bonks Sasha into one buckle and then another buckle. Uh, Sasha flings Bianca off after squaring free of like this lateral press that Bianca has her up in. Um, Bianca lifts her again. She as okay, Sasha. Okay, mm -hmm. woo. Sasha goes for a crossbody. Bianca grabs her, lifts her again, dumps her into the ground in what was definitely like a little flubbed. I think she was supposed to raise her a couple times and like make a show of it and then Sasha just went whoop mm -hmm. I said whoop brother bear um so <laughs> I don't like that face Dax tweeted <laughs> he said I'll go over there right now and beat his little bitch ass <laughs> Daxy oh god you should bring Arn along and Glock Anderson. Oh, Pardon God. Hammer. 
Ooh. I'm sorry. That was the funniest fucking promo I have ever, ever, ever watched in real time. Really was. So funny. Like, just. <laughs> it's like, oh man, Aaron's really going in on Cody on this one. Like, damn. And then Aaron's like, <laughs> talking about having a gun. And he points the fake gun at Cody? <laughs> and like, Lee, Lee Johnson's just standing in the back there, like, Aren't? <laughs> Somebody tries to steal my car. I reach into the glove compartment, pull out the Glock, and I was like, "What the fuck is this man talking about?" And poor Lee Shotty, he's just like, "Can I go backstage, please?" <laughs> Did you see Brandy's face in the background? Um, I was watching her. She was very strategically placed. I was watching her for most of it. She was like. <laughs> She was like this the whole time. There were a couple points where she was like making faces as though she were like part of the conversation. Like, just like. I was like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. But if they just focus in on her face down there, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Anyways, back to the match. <laughs> I just had to talk about that since we don't have an AEW podcast and I couldn't cry about it on there. Um, anyways, so Sasha goes for the backstabber but can't get it. She ends up being worn like a backpack um, on Bianca's back for a minute. Uh, Bianca goes for a KOD from that position. Sasha ends up on her feet, though. Um, Bianca just runs through Sasha. Sasha goes to ringside. Um, after a commercial break, we come back. There's a shoulder to the midsection of Sasha in the corner. Um, Bianca puts her up top, but Banks pushes Bianca down as Bianca's kind of setting up for like a superplex. Um, she goes for the Meteora, gets it successfully. Um, Sasha then just starts pummeling Bianca in the corner. She wants a tornado DDT, but Bianca lands on her feet. Um, she, uh, I'm so excited. I've been waiting to use this for so long. Um, so Sasha goes into, uh, we get a Cazadora into what is then countered with a glam slam. I've been waiting to use the term Cazadora ever since I figured out what the fuck it was, or rather what the fuck that move was. And I was mm. like, when that happened today, I was like, yes, this is it. <laughs> Time. Um, so yeah, a massive glam slam, no less. Like that was bananas high. Um, so Bianca just tosses Sasha afterwards. Uh, she gets an elbow back um, as she goes to set up for something. Um, we then get a lingering vertical suplex to Sasha and a kip up. Uh, Bianca hits a springboard moonsault. It's not enough. Um, there's a slap to the face of Belair from Sasha and double knees to the face of um, Bianca. Um, I think I just fucked all that up. Slap to the face of Belair, double knees to the face of Bianca. Um, she uses that to sling her into the top buckle. Um, Banks then turns Bianca. Um, I don't know what the fuck these notes are. Banks turns Bianca carrying the DDT. I don't know. Banks. <laughs> Bianca lifts up Sasha. Banks, however, turns it into a DDT. That's what I was trying to say there. Um, Sasha goes up top. She hits the frog splash. 
doesn't matter. It, it's not a pin. Um, Sasha gets put into a powerbomb position um, and gets tossed, like, just straight up over the head of Bianca. Um, Bianca then goes to the apron with Sasha on her shoulders. Sasha gets back in the ring, like, kind of grappling her way through. Um, she slides out. Looks like she wants either a powerbomb or maybe, like, a almost like a sunset flip, but she doesn't get anything. Bianca instead moonsaults off of the apron right into Becky. And then she has some words with Becky. Sasha gets back in the ring. Bianca goes to get back in the ring. And then as she goes to get back in the ring, take a shot every time I say back in the ring, mm-hmm. um, Becky just kind of like casually like leans on Bianca's braid for Sasha to get the opportunity to roll Bianca up and win mm-hmm. the match. And that celebration is only destroyed by another quarter of the four horsewomen. Charlotte Flair. Uh, sending a boot to the face of Bianca, sending a boot to the face of Sasha. And then she and Becky have a little stare off. And yeah, cute. Yeah, reunited. Never before have we needed more uh, ding dong hello. I I feel like, okay, so like when wrestlers get injured, it's like an extended injury. There's like a couple months after like I've seen them most recently like doing things where I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like they'll be back soon. They'll be back soon. And then like it hits like maybe like the three, four, five month mark. Where all of a sudden I'm like, I can't do this. I miss them so much. <laughs> Especially like, where Bailey, are they? Bailey, who like is irreplaceable. Yep, it's it's like a. I don't want to say this to like discredit any of the other women in the division, but it's like a massive chunk is missing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, completely unrelated, but uh, they announced four of the entrants for the uh, Impact. Knockouts tournament. Ooh, okay. Uh, and one of them, Sadie's Martinez. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's so sweet. And she also opened up recently about like working for WWE during the pandemic. And she said that um, she has allergies and asthma. And um, she's worried that she would die if she got covid and that's why she was like very inactive um and her loved ones are also immunocompromised and yeah she just opened up about how that removed a lot of opportunities for her damn um that's wild i i get it Mm -hmm. but um, I'm glad that she's finding new opportunities and like she does not seem to be hurting too much for work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's um, she's an amazing talent, so good for her on getting with Impact right now. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of Impact Knockouts Tournament, not really at all. Actually, this is not this has nothing to do with that. I just speaking of announcing people, how's that? <laughs> AEW announced who's going to be in their ladder match. Um, 
it is going to be Pac versus Andrade versus John Moxley versus Lance Archer. He doesn't need a ladder. Uh, versus Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy versus the Joker. The Joker's winning. The Joker's winning so easily. Oh my god. It's fucking stacked though. You you have three feuds. Three singles feuds in there that are all gonna eliminate each other. The Joker's winning. You're right. Oh you little you booger. And you know who the um, Joker's gonna be? Luther. Hangman out of page. Imagine I'm right, it's Luther. <laughs> you know what? Fucking finally, okay? Yeah. You know what? Flago got Fair his enough. opportunity. <laughs> um, alright, so that ends that. That ends the recap from today's SmackDown. Um Not not a bad episode, but not a not a great episode. Not a good ep episode. It was just alright. What? If you're watching right now and you have a question for us and you want to submit it for the question section at the end of the I was waiting until the sign was up. Oh. <laughs> See, I was waiting for you to forget about it. I was like, I was really proud of myself that I remembered and you didn't. Also, look. Smackdown, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That was not on purpose in any respect. <laughs> Um, so yes, if you have a question for us for our question segment, leave it in the chat now and we'll get to it after the bests of the night. That way it's there for when we move on. Um, but before we move to the best of the night, let me run through the top 10 wrestlers in professional wrestling right now. Um, there has been a big shift, big, big shift. And for a second, for a second. A new number one was made. But right now, number 10, one half of the NXT Tag Team Champs, Wesley. Number nine, the other half of the NXT Tag Team Champs, Nash Carter. Number eight, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champs, Riddle. Number seven, the former TNT Champion, Miro. Number six, one half of the Impact Tag Team Champs, Dot Gallows. Number five, former X Division Champion, Josh Alexander. Number four, he's just some guy, Darby Allen. Number three, the United States Champion, Damian Priest. And number two, uh, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. And number one, the AEW World Champion, AAA Mega Champion, Kenny by God Omega. And Roman overtook him for a hot second, for like a day. And now they're tied in points, but Kenny just gets over in, in win-loss. In his win-loss differential. All right, so let's get to the best. Huh? Do you think Kenny's ever going to be unseated? Or yes. Like... Yes. Absolutely. I, I wonder more when he's losing that AAA title. I don't think... Well, I think he'll lose that after AEW title. 
I don't know. All I know is that I don't know when he would lose it again if not for at the next AAA Mania. Yeah. Like, because I'm sure they would want to do that on a bigger stage. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, probably next year's Triple Mania or something. Or on yeah. AEW. Something like that. Maybe, like, invite, like, a AAA. Yeah. Or on to AEW. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, promo of the Knights. So, it, it's easy. It's easy. Seth Goldilocks. Sethy Lock. Uncle Seth. Dude, that made me so uncomfortable, the whole thing. <laughs> so Ugh. fucking funny. It was so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> easy, easy. Alright, now let's go to Wrestler of the Nights. This one will also be pretty easy. Um, actually, I don't, I don't think so. I wasn't really impressed by anyone today. Um, I want to ask you first, who do you think is your Wrestler of the Night? Not to put you on the spot. I feel put on spot. Um, god damn it. I don't think I want to say who it is. You can say whoever you want. I think it's either Dawkins or Sasha. I I was going to say either Dawkins or Bianca. So let's agree on Dawkins. Okay. I'll take that. Angelo Dawkins is our wrestler at the night. He looked fucking sick in that match. He really did. He he really tried I, to show himself as a fantastic wrestler in case they got split up. See, here's the thing. That's what I said. So when we were watching this, I turned to Mark and I said, I see what we're doing here. And then I never elaborated on the, yeah, on the I, comment. I, I didn't question it. I don't know. <laughs> I, thought I mean, you were, at this point, we should all assume that Elizabeth just says shit and then does not follow up. I thought you were talking about, like... The fact that the New Day went to SmackDown, so they're here, so one of those teams is going to go to Raw. No, no, no. I um, made the comment because I had the thought, and then I went on to the next thought, and I forgot the <laughs> other thought. So that's how that works. You're just a stream-of-consciousness <laughs> machine. <laughs> Nothing sticks. <laughs> um, but no, my... I was going to say that it seemed like Dawkins was kind of giving, like... a good show and I kind of thought that maybe whether this was like him or whether it was whoever was producing the match um, or from like higher up um, it gave a good argument for Dawkins as a singles wrestler yeah. um, I think that they just need to figure out who he is and then he I think he'd be a fine singles wrestler Oh, I, I think he'd be a great wrestler. I just don't think that they could write anything for him that would different that couldn't go to someone else, you know? Like that couldn't differentiate him from anyone else. You know, but we've been surprised before. Of course, of course. Um Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I he just seems like somebody that WWE would immediately put in the twenty four seven division. Yeah, I do get that. As much as that sucks. Alright, so let's talk about Match of the Night. Uh, as always, we go from worst to best. So starting at the worst, uh, 4 out of 10. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Happy Corbin. It was fine. Did what it needed to do. It was pretty 
pretty boring, but Corbin had some interesting moves in there. I don't know. I'm not sold. I, I don't like Happy Corbin. Kevin Owens needs to go to Raw. And uh, Mad Cat Moss ain't doing it for me. Yeah, I get that. Alright, next up. Uh, 6 out of 10. The 8-man tag match. Profits and New Day versus um, Alpha Academy and Dirty Dogs. It was a lot of fun. Didn't really add a whole lot. Didn't do anything for any story or anything, but it was just fun. It was a fun match. And finally, my pick for match of the night. The 7 out of 10. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. This is a really great match. These two ladies killed it. Um, Becky's interference made a lot of sense. She was provoked. She wanted to retaliate, but didn't want to DQ the match. Yeah. And then Charlotte coming in, in the end was expected. Yeah. I saw a lot of people saying SmackDown ends after Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair with Charlotte Flair standing tall. That's the most Charlotte Flair thing I've ever seen. That's fair. Um, so do you agree with that match of the I night? I do. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So to run it back, promo of the night, Seth raids Edge's house. Um, wrestler of the night, Angela Dawkins. Match of the night, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. All right. You want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. Uh, we've got one in chat, and we got a couple on YouTube, so let's answer... We'll do one from YouTube, one from Twitch, and back to YouTube. So, um, Milam asked on the Extreme Rules post-show, what are your favorite creative outlets? I'll let you answer first. Unless you need time to think about it, in which case I'll 